it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit holbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to KUTT.com. That's Cut.com. And use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com is that link. And 15% off everything in the Merch Store when you use promo code PLAYOFFS. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the WNBA. Whoa, not WNBA. I'm a little bit excited. I saw NECA Gumake Gumake say that she was interested in coming to the New York Liberty. It's got me talking about the WNBA. Welcome into the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No, me, no, the voice, no, the guy. It's me, really real, villain real. It's real from Virginia here at Short Service. <laughs> mm, Miami, Miami, Miami. What a cash cow. What a cash cow. Lose outright as 11 and a half point favorites at home. That's like the most Miami stat of all time. That's the most Miami game line of all time. Oh, you're 11 and a half point favorites at the crib. Yeah, you're going to lose outright. Doesn't matter. Jacob Gilliard starting? Nah, no problem. You're going to lose outright. Shout out to the chat. Chat's booming. See Icy McSpicy in there earlier. Martin Rodriguez, Trevor Tillis, Jared, Lake Show, Will, Adam, everybody's booming. Anthony, yes, everybody's in here today. Josh, got a lot going on in the chat. Make sure you check that out. YouTube.com slash NBA Gambling Podcast and check that chat feature out. Make sure you give us a like on YouTube. We got Scott Studio Rochelle here. Scott. What's going on? Scotty, beat me up. Hey, doing well. Had a good episode yesterday. Ended up catching the lock. Gave out a plus money lock, actually, with Middleton under five and a half assists. Wasn't easy. He had five, but he ended up not having one for about the last eight minutes or so as he finished with five. The dog was close. I went for the long shot dog there. Went for Shangun triple-double at 28 to 1, and he finished two assists short. So he gave it a good run. Unfortunately, he had six and six at halftime, and then the assist just died after that. But point is, Shangun didn't get there. Did mention the other potential dog, which was taking both Phoenix and Dallas to trail by 10 and win the game. And then Phoenix, of course, goes down 15 immediately, and then they win the game by basically 30. So that worked out well for me. Uh, Can't complain, though. Good episode, and let's keep it rolling. Oh, man. I mean... Is Phoenix an autoplay now down like 10-15? It feels like it because they just dominate every time they're down double digits. 
which you got to give credit to Frank Vogel and that group for being able to like that was really really early I think Luca had 17 and like three or four threes early in that first second quarter like he he was killing them and they just continuously find ways to the thought on this Sun team has changed over the past few weeks I'll say that much the thoughts of this team has changed over the past few weeks because I've seen them be able to battle back from being down multiple times and once they find a way to play four quarters of good basketball and add a little bit more defense to the repertoire, oh, they're going to be really, really good, man. That's kind <laughs> of the problem that really, I have, really though, good. is that, yes, they show a lot of mental toughness, which is definitely a good sign, but you can't keep constantly falling behind 15 points. I mean, whether it was Sacramento, whether it was Chicago, whether it was Dallas last night, they've been great. Damn coming it's back working. and not folding, but it's definitely an issue when you're constantly down double digits immediately in games. Especially against weaker yeah. competition. So, we'll see what happens moving forward. The Milwaukee Bucks, they tried to blow it at one point. They did. But it, it worked out. I think it worked out. Giannis, and... did you see the uh, stat padding triple-double assist? <laughs> I don't know if you call it that or not. Did you see that? I, I didn't catch. I didn't catch it. But they were up by I, like I, ten with I want to say a minute and a half to go. Cleveland's about to pull the starters. Game's over. They're up like I don't know ten or twelve with a minute thirty to go. There's like fit, there's like twenty on the shot clock, so they're just draining clock. Giannis kicks it to a shooter who's about to drain like some extra time because why would you shoot? And Giannis starts yelling at him, shoot it! And then he shot the ball <laughs> and went in. And then he got a triple double and he left. So that's how no, that went. Well, we know Giannis is a and yelled, shoot it. And we that's know how he got the triple double. Better. So we see that before. I know, but I respect the effort. He just passed it and he full on yelled at him, shoot the ball. And then he shot it and he got the triple double. So it's so funny that, that you laugh at laugh at Giannis for it, but it's a lot of people that would destroy LeBron if he ever did that. Oh, they would destroy LeBron if he ever did that. But Giannis. He's a perfectly fine stat pattern. Everybody's cool with it. It doesn't matter when it's Giannis. All right, let me see here. What we got on the seven-game slate today. Let's go ahead and kick things off here. The Washington Wizards on the back-to-back. Depending on where you got that line, they covered. Wizards actually been covering a lot of games, Scott. I don't think we talked about that. When they don't we win many. About the breakdown. They've been a bit feisty on the point spread, at least. I think it's – and I think, like, I just went like too big of a number. Like they covered against Denver. Some people didn't get the cover. Like if you were early to the the overnight was ten and a half. By the time we did the show, I think it was flux. It was like eleven and a half. Then it went down to eleven after we recorded, and it kind of hung around eleven. So some people pushed, some people won, some people lost. But nonetheless, Wizards team is playing competitive basketball. Uh, I don't think they've lost a game recently over twelve points. I think that's the most that they've lost by. But now they get this Utah Jazz team coming in, opened up as minus five and a half point favorites, currently minus seven and a half. Total is sitting here at 245 and a half. Injury report, and we have for the Utah Jazz, nothing to report for the Washington Wizards. Uh, it looks like Isaiah Livers is the only thing that is popping up right now. But again, remember, they were on the back to back before. Wizards. On no rest, ATS are sitting at where are you at? Where are you at? Where are you at? Three and four in the season, forty-two point nine percent. Scott playing seven and a half with the Jazz on the road here. Well, I do want to ask you, how much do you believe in the new coach bump? 
because Unseld got fired. Is it really a new coach? Is it? Did he get fired or did he yeah, get he got fired this promoted? Or, or, or sorry, he, he's, he no, he's no longer on mm, the sideline. Yes, yeah, you might be he, right. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say. I don't think that's a firing. That's the Brad Stevens. Uh, we like you. We want to keep you in an organization, but we don't want you to coach anymore. So we're going to give you a job that you can't lose. That's Can just I say how that he Ice Cube. Upwards? Is that a? It's just statement? how Ice Cube was talking about uh, Ricky Smiley. Hey. We thought that you would be a good money, Mike. You would be okay. But there's others that are better for the position, and we wanted to give you a job you can't lose. So they promoted him to the front office. Either way, point is they're getting a new voice on the sidelines. I don't know if it matters. This team sucks. But as you said before, they've been not getting totally blown out recently. Even the Minnesota mm-hmm. game yesterday was very close uh, for most of the way through before Minnesota. Kind of had a good run there in the fourth, but uh, Washington held their own. Utah has really not been great lately. Uh, they had the great run, and then they had expectations on them, and then they suddenly lost a couple in a row against decent competition, but still. Uh, the Houston loss, you can argue, is a bit troubling because Houston's kind of struggled recently, especially after that loss to Portland last night. But mm-hmm. I do think looking at the spot, I think I am in a link to Utah. I just think Washington actually used a lot of energy in last night's game, and I do think that Utah could really be in uh, – desperate situation for a bounce back, especially after the recent form they've been in. I think it's a good spot for Utah. Yes, I know they have a different coach. Once again, fired, uh, promoted. I don't even know anymore. But the point is the Wizards are a laughing stock and the team sucks. So I'm going to lean to Utah. I know that they're not good on the road. I know typically we don't like to lay points with this team, getting a decent, uh, laying a decent amount. But I do think it's a good spot for them. They, they were down what, like 40 last game to New Orleans. I'm hoping that Hardy can at least get a bounce back effort for pride purposes. You got embarrassed, respond against a bad team. I think Utah's not going to overlook them, and I think Utah's going to win the game comfortably. So I'll lean to Utah on the spot. Uh, I mean, of course, this Utah Jazz team is inevitable, and I'm not going to fade them. But I also don't feel comfortable fading a team that is on the new head coach angle. I mean, I just... I don't like it. And we have Utah here who is seven and two as a favorite this year. I'm I'm gonna lean that way because of course I love playing this Utah team, but I do have a concern of how they're playing defensively over the past five games. And it's really hard to lay this number with a team that you just can't trust to get a stop. You look at the last five games, they have the worst opponents points per game. 128.8 128.8 points per game in the league. That's literally the worst in the league. Uh, they're letting teams score easy on them inside of the paint. 25th out of 35, t- uh, not 35, but 25th out of 30 teams for opponents inside the paint scoring. I, but the reason that they're so good and they've been able to still win games for the most part, you know, they've been slumping, took three straight. But it's really more of the fact that they've been scoring. And they are the highest scoring team over the past five games in the league. And it's not relatively close, if we're being honest. So this team continue to put up points. I think this Washington defense is playing slightly better, but still a hole that I think that you can attack on this team. I would like a Utah team total over rather than playing this number. So if I had to pick one bet to place on Utah, I'd re- I think I'd rather take the team total over bet sitting at 126 and a half. I think that's a pretty solid bet with just how this Utah team has been able to score offensively, even in these losses, like 153, 124 to new Orleans, 127, 126 to Houston, 129, 134. Yeah. Like they're just giving up a bunch of points, but it's also 
the Pelicans, Houston, uh, not really. That's kind of a really, really bad game. But then you have the Thunder. That's a really high-scoring team. They actually held the Pacers in that game. Like that's So even the Lakers put up 125 on them, but they still scored 132. Like This team has been scoring, and I think that they're playing a bad team. If they don't cover by margin and they let the Wizards just score random points, they're going to at least do the scoring. So I think Utah team total over is probably my better bet for how I would like to back Utah in this game. Yeah, I don't mind that angle. I'm not exactly trusting Utah's defense. I do think Washington, though, is going to be exhausted on a back-to-back. So I do think that Utah, once again, isn't wanting to win this game, but if they're going to do so... They're probably scoring 125-130, so I'm not against that. All right. Um, to do play props? I'll be on Sexton. No reason for me not to. That guy's been really mm-hmm. good, and I don't think Washington can guard anybody. Uh, so I think that Sexton, who's aggressive at going to the rim, should be able to get to the free throw on a decent amount. Uh, he's good at finishing around the rim, and he's been solid. So give me Sexton overs. I am wondering if there's anybody on Washington I am tempted by, either for an over or an under. Of course, the obvious answer is like a Jordan Poole angle, but I will point out, as you said before, Utah's defense has been really bad, and Poole doesn't realize that he's terrible, so he's going to keep shooting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Kuzma can be in line, maybe for like a PRA-type game, because mm-hmm. even though we think that Washington sucks, Kuzma's going to have the ball in his hands a lot, decent rebounder, and I think that, once again, assists he can get on occasion. So I don't mind a Kuzma, maybe PRA, if you are expecting a higher scoring game, because somebody's going to have to put up stats on this team. Uh, but that's basically it. I'll just lean to Sexton mostly. Yeah, I like Sexton a lot as well. I'm going to back Daniel Gafford here today over 10.5 points minus 110. Foul trouble is always and, the issue. but Yeah, it is. But I think that this is more of, more of just him being more aggressive with the easy matchup of this Utah team not really being good inside of the paint and not really defending anything inside the paint. I think that that works really well for him. Seeing how over the past five games, he's one of the, I wouldn't say leading, but when we look at him, he's one of the top uh, points in the paint scorers, scoring 10 points inside of the paint over the past five games. Line is at 10 and a half. If I think you can get 10 easy ones, I'll take my chance with the free throw here or there to be able to push me over. I'm not saying that Gaffer's going to have a crazy game, but I think he can, you know, easily over the course of the game finish with 12, 13 points here. So I like Daniel, Daniel Gafford to have a pretty good game here and be able to score there. You said Sexton. I like Bagley off the bench. Bagley's been really good lately for Washington. Yeah. If he gets enough minutes, yeah. his stats have been fantastic. Yeah, if they, they don't have Bagley out yet, but I would play Bagley as well. That's another way I would just fade. Because really, like, I mean, maybe maybe he has a harder matchup with Walker Kessler, but inside of the paint for this Jazz team kind of just been easy over the course. But well, you also get blowout protection. Because if the Wizards get killed, then Bagley's going to play all the garbage time minutes in the fourth quarter. Yep. All right. And Laurie Market and rebounds. Got to throw that in there. I feel like we should be betting that every time. It's always at like eight and a half. I don't know why. Or like seven and a half sometimes. Before we get to the next game of Slate, got to talk to you about underdog fantasy. Pick them scorchers. Come on, you can get a 100x payout with underdog fantasy. 100 to 1. That is a crazy payout. Hey, NFL, NBA. NHL, college basketball, college football, doesn't matter. You can follow your favorite fantasy players and be able to pick their higher or lower on their fantasy stats and win a boatload of cash. When you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. We got that Underdog lineup popping up at the end of the show here. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right. 
let's see here. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. That's the wrong button. Okay. Philadelphia 76 is on the road going to play the Indiana Pacers. 76 is open up minus four and a half. Currently minus five and a half. 239 and a half is the total injury report here. And we have for the, oh, wow. Okay. For the 76ers, we had Tobias Harris questionable. Patrick Beverly is not on the injury report. Marcus Moore is unlikely to play. Jaden Springer probable. Mo Bamba is out. Kenneth Lofton Jr. out. Dancy Melton out. Robert Covington out. And for the Indiana Pacers, Tyrese Halliburton is out. And Jalen Smith is questionable. All right. No Halley going up against the third best team in the East right now. Well, we got to start off uh, with a simple question. How good's the encore from Embiid? I, I like, I mean, he could do the same thing. I don't think he's getting 70, uh, but if I told you he dropped 50, I wouldn't be shocked. Why, would, why, well, no, why don't you think he could get, why don't you think he could score 70? Because I think, unlike the Spurs, I think Indiana's competent enough to double team on occasion and to try to let other people score. Are you, so really are you saying that in the Indiana Pacers and Rick Carlisle are competent to make defensive adjustments? After giving up 50, yes. Uh, so I don't know what the hell Pop was doing last game, but I think that they can send help uh, at some point, maybe after uh, he scores 50. But yeah, I do think at the end of the day, you're looking at the Sixers probably winning this game comfortably. Uh, we've seen the Pacers struggle without Halliburton. It's expected. I mean, he's one of the best point guards in the league. He's the main focal point of the offense. And Siakam's gotten there. They've been trying to adjust, but once again, him and Halliburton have not been on the court together that much. If Indiana's allowing the most points in the paint per game, and Embiid's averaging 38 points per game against this team this season, and he's off a 70-piece, and Maxi also had a 50-piece against this team earlier this season, how are you going to get any stops? Like, I just don't know how Indiana's going to stop them. So I'm going to go with the Sixers in this spot. Indiana's been a mess. Once again, not their fault. Halliburton got injured. He'll be out for this game. I got to go with the Sixers here. They've won six straight. They've been very good. I just have to back the hot team with probably right now the best regular season player in the league. And I think Embiid might go for 45 again. So just give me Embiid to dominate. Maxi will have a great game too. Indiana's lost on both sides of the ball. Give me the uh, Sixers minus five and a half. Indiana last five games, 28th in the league in opponents points inside paint. Struggling guarding the painting area, you're going to need to do a lot better that when you're playing Joel Embiid. I think Joel Embiid is a candidate to score 50, 60 points every single night. It just depends if he's going to play the minutes. If the, Is this team going to start killing them so bad that he doesn't have to play anymore? That's really the question mark with Joel Embiid at this point. But I have no worries here. I think he's going to have a big game. I We'll see what Indiana is able to do defensively. I really don't think Indiana is bad without Tyrese Halliburton. I think that the system that they run offensively, Andrew Nemhart, CJ McConnell have really stepped up into that backup point guard role and been able to keep the offense rolling. But I think this is a different beast, honestly. I think Philadelphia's defense is going to show up on the road. A little bit competitive game here. Indiana gets up for Philadelphia sometimes. I like them in this spot. Give me the 76ers. Get it done. Minus five and a half. 239 is total here. And is five and a half a large enough spread to play the drop or no? Um, we, need a, we need a rule for the drop. What is that, like seven and a half or higher? Maybe. Um, I mean, I guess it's a chalky play, just taking Philly on the road, laying points. Like, I think that's just chalky regardless. Like, I, I don't I don't think I don't think there's many people that are backing Indiana right now. Yeah. I haven't I would like to hear what positive take somebody has for taking Indiana today. Which is actually kind of concerning. 
But yeah. I see people in the like, chat asking if it's an Embiid's assist game. Maybe it's a pivot. I thought about yeah. it. Indiana's really actually decent at preventing assists. They tend to just let star players score a bunch of points, and they just don't really care. So it, would, it kind of depends. Because Jokic had a triple-double last game, which I called. Very, very lucky. That 10th assist probably shouldn't have counted, if I'm being honest, but still. I do think Embiid assists are, are too low. I actually did like the over on that anyway. I think it was at 5.5 and, and the first two games of the season. He had 6-7 and seven against Indiana. Mm-hmm. So I actually did like the assist anyway. I'm not sure it's going to be a full-on triple-double pivot where Embiid ends up with 10. But I do think he ends up with like 35 and 7, 35 and 6. So I, I don't mind the assist angle for Embiid. All right. You asked about the total, by the way. I like the over. I'm not going to take an under if I think that Embiid and the Sixers might score 125, 130. So I think I'm leaning to the over in the game. Yeah, I like the over. I like San Antonio scored a bunch of points in that game. It wasn't like Philly. They didn't even cover. Embiid at 70, and they didn't cover because they just gave a bunch of points. So I think Indiana yeah. can score enough to send it over. Philly team total over 122 and a half. Play that. I like that look. I like Embiid today. I think that who else can have a pretty solid day? Hmm. I might can get behind Maxi, but really, it, it's just Philadelphia and Joel Embiid. That's what I feel like is just for certain at this point, especially with how he's playing this year. All right. Where we at? Okay, before we get to the next game of Slate, gotta talk to you about Cut Peer-to-peer social betting platform available in 40 states, U.S.-based. And guess what? They You can bet against your friends in anything. You can bet against sports, politics, pop culture. You can do whatever. Award shows. Do award shows. You can do all of that. Entertainment. All of that. WWE. Hey, I'm telling you right now. CM Punk. Matter of fact, I should go in the cut. And I should give people odds. And I will take CM Punk versus the field. I think CM Punk's winning the Royal Rumble. Or is that plus 150? Plus 150 for CM Punk to win Royal Rumble. So what would I give people to make it better? I think I should give them, like, I don't know. I have to figure it out. I mean, if you're doing plus 150, then you're probably going to give them, like, minus 180, minus 190. Something like that. Yeah, y'all can take the field. Y'all can take everybody else. Because there's no way CM Punk signed back with WWE, not the main event WrestleMania. So CM Punk's winning the Rumble. I'm telling you you, right now. Do you really think CM Punk's going to get it done? No, I am like 100% certain. CM it Punk doesn't matter what you think about CM Punk getting <laughs> it on. Yeah, sorry. You can keep going. Sorry. All right. Create your own bets. Cut handles the payment side. All of that. Remember, U.S.-based, legal in 40 states. Head over to KUTT.com. That's KUTTCut.com. And use promo code SGPN to get 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Have the revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. Get it. Everything broken down, hit rates by leg. You can do expected probability, all of that. Stop betting in the dark. Make sure you use something that gives you more intelligent, data-driven bets and parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hobets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And we're brought to you by the merch store, store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We are in a competition with the other shows. Make sure you use that money you made off of the Memphis Grizzlies plus 460 money line last night 15 percent off promo code playoffs till the end of the month that means we got about one more week make sure you use that till the end of the month store that's sports gambling podcast.com go buy some nba gambling podcast gear 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. All right, you said how much for Logan Paul. Logan Paul actually already has a match. He's going up against uh, Kevin Owens. And he's probably going to, well, I would like Kevin Owens. That's for that match, Continental? No, US. US, US? okay. Yeah, he's the US title. So he's going up against uh, Kevin Owens. But they've been setting it up like he's going to somehow win that game. Like that, not that game, I'm weak. <laughs> but that match, because Kevin Owens has like a quote-unquote broken hand, whatever the script says. I'm pretty sure it's scripted for Logan Paul to win. Which would yeah, suck, yeah, I think but. Logan Paul's like minus a thousand. So yeah, yeah, I'm like sure yeah, he's probably win. he's probably gonna fucking win. Stupid, whatever. All right, Minnesota Timberwolves back to back on the road playing your Brooklyn Nets. Scott, open up minus four, down to minus three and a half. Two seventeen is the total. That actually went down a couple points as well. Minnesota don't have anything, but we'll see if Mike Conley plays because he's old and he's a little sick. But for the Brooklyn Nets, we have Cam Johnson, who is questionable. Derek Whitehead out. Ben Simmons out. Darren Sharp out. That, I mean, I'll ask you, are you taking Brooklyn? The only part that has me a bit worried is, one, the actual small number, and B, the fact that Minnesota's played a lot of games recently. They had the game against Charlotte where, where uh, Towns dropped 60 and change. Then they played last night. Fatigue could be an issue. That might be why traveling East Coast. So it's not exactly the greatest spot for Minnesota. The line really is suggesting that Minnesota is going to lay an egg on the road here, but the Nets can't score. So that's kind of the problem you run into. Luckily for the Nets, though, there actually should be some fans in attendance, unlike the Knicks game the other night. But I do think you're looking at a spot where the Nets, I actually might take them tonight. Like, I know it's going to sound like I'm just a Timberwolves hater, but this line is really short. This line is basically daring you to take Minnesota, and I don't fully understand it. I'm going to lean to Brooklyn here. I think it's a spot where the Nets, despite losing last game against the Knicks, they beat the Lakers. They were beating the Clippers for three quarters. They were beating the Knicks for about, what, like 44 minutes, 45 minutes. Like they, They've been competitive. They just fall apart down the stretch every game. But I have too many questions about Minnesota late in games, too. So it wouldn't shock me if maybe Minnesota sat some guys. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I think I might actually lean to the Nets here. This line feels ridiculously short, and I think it's trappy. I'm going to lean to the Nets. Yeah, I'm I like the under cute. in the game, but I'm going to the Nets. I'm not getting cute. I can't trust this Nets team in late games. I don't blame you. This team sucks. I, I can't. But... I can't trust them in late games. If I were to back the Nets, I could only take the Nets early. First half? I could only take them in a first quarter, first half line, something like that. I could not trust this team in the fourth quarter with this short of a number. Because they we we saw it. We saw it with yeah. the Knicks game. They and completely the botched it. And, yes, completely botched it. Uh, there's no way I can I couldn't do it. 
I don't know what's going to make me feel like that they just magically turned it on, but I couldn't trust this team able to do it. Maybe they keep this one competitive. If they keep it competitive, I'd rather just take my bet that they get it done in the first half and be done at that point. But I'm not, I'm not waiting until the fourth quarter, hoping that they cover a three, a plus three and a half line when they known to blow fourth quarter leads. I get it. It's just looking at this line. It looks like the bookmakers are just handing you free money, taking Minnesota. And for some reason, I think what it's saying is that Minnesota is going to have some more outs. Everybody's That's what I'm expecting. Yeah. yeah. So maybe no Rudy Gobert. Maybe that's one. I think Gobert because, like, will play. I think I think Cat might not play because he had 60 and then 27 last night. I think I think Cat's a prime candidate to sit. So that's Edwards, what I'm saying. Maybe? At, no, I mean, probably Mike Conley. Probably Mike Conley. We we talked about him earlier in the injury report. So I don't, I don't think give a Edwards damn about, about Mike Conley personally. I think Edwards is the only one that would actually play. But like. There's a possibility. That's that's all the lines telling me is that at some point there's going to be some people that are going to be out in this game, and I don't care. I'm still taking Minnesota. I'll take a stand with my team, but I like the under in the game because I don't trust either team to score late in games. Yep, I think that's the real the best play of the day is to take two seventeen. This really might go into a standstill in that second half, but. Let's see. Looking here, past few games, Brooklyn actually sixth in opponents' points per game. Scoring in the past five games, 109.2 points per game. You're looking at Minnesota down there at 11, 111.4. Pace in this game, uh, not expecting to see Brooklyn try to run up and down on the court. Actually, Brooklyn is one of the slowest-paced teams over the past five games. And we'll see if Minnesota is more inclined to run at a quicker pace. They normally run at a pretty faster pace, but this is a back-to-back, so they may be able to play out the half-court as well. So I think that this is pace kind of goes towards a little bit towards the under. The, both of these defenses have been playing well. Offenses get a little stagnant at times. I can see scoring droughts in this game. Yeah, I'm with you. Under 217. That that feels like a really good play for the day. I'm probably I think first gonna, team to score 105 wins the game. So I'm on the yeah. Game. I'm probably going to bet that under today. All right, player props. Uh, I don't know who's going to play for Minnesota, so we'll start there. I like Nas Reed in this spot, whether the starting centers play or not, because the Nets don't have a backup center. So if Flaxen yeah. goes to the bench, or if you end up seeing Cat or Gobert sit, Reed gets promoted, and he probably plays well. So I like Nas Reed props in this game. I think he's in line for a good game. I don't know who's going to play for Minnesota once again, so I'm going to have to pass on the other options. I maybe wouldn't mind a Kyle Anderson play if you are expecting mm-hmm. guys to sit, because Anderson, historically speaking, has kind of thrived in the PRA angle if a lot of guys yeah. are out of the lineup. So I think Anderson could be worth a look. For the Nets, if I'm picking them to win the game or I'm picking them to hang close, and that means that I'm expecting Bridges to do something, I got to take the unders on Dimwitty. I just have to do it. He no-showed another game against the Knicks. The only game he actually tried for is against the Lakers because he probably wants to get traded there. So he tried the audition. But no, he's been punting games for the last month and a half. Like I, I can't take Dimwitty props over. So I got to go back <laughs> to the unders with him. Uh, but Does Dimwitty got- purposely, purposely play bad? So Minnesota's like, yeah, no, nah, we're not interested. We don't want to. All I know is the only game Dinwiddie. he's shown up for for the last like month and a half was that Lakers game where he actually played decently. I see people mentioning that a Nas Reed from Brooklyn. I want just confirmation on that. But that sounds right because he was, he was part of the Jelly fam, right? Initially, yeah, let's see. No, I think he was. I think Reed was part of the Jelly Fam, so I think he actually is from like Brooklyn area. So yeah, that might be a good like homecoming spot for Nas Reed. 
I mean, it's it's just a good spot for him overall. He's from like, Jersey. They, he's he went to high school in, in Roselle. So they don't yeah. have a backup center. Like, who's their backup center now? So They don't have anybody. Yeah, so he should just, you know, uh, be able to dominate there. So, yeah, I like Nas Reed. I think Nas Reed. He's from Jersey, so he might have grown up as a Nets fan because they were still in Jersey back then, so maybe it's a homecoming to some degree. But, yeah, I think I think Reed has a good spot. Yeah, Reed, Reed is a good spot. I like uh, Claxton rebounds. I think Claxton's yeah. going to have a good day, especially if, if I'm right and we get one of – Rudy Gobert or Carl Anthony Towns out in this one. I think it opens up more for Claxton a little bit. So, general, and I'm not really like afraid the, of like them. the under. What Claxton have like yeah. 17 rebounds against the Knicks? Like, if we're yeah. and I don't fight, think he'll, I don't think he'll be in foul trouble today either. So, I think it'll be all right. All right. Next game on the slate: my New York Knicks welcoming the defending champion Denver Nuggets. Nuggets laying two and a half in the garden. 222 and a half is the total here. Where are we at? There we go. For the Denver Nuggets, we have Reggie Jackson with a toe probable. Julian Straher and Ken Carr both out as they've been. We've got Isaiah Hartstein, questionable. We'll see if he plays. And, you know, Mitch Robinson's out. Jalen Martinson. Over here, well, Josh Hart, too, apparently. Uh, about to get into it with Candace Parker. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, you play for the Knicks, man. You got to expect people to talk shit about you. you. Play for the Knicks. For the record, I, I would vote for Brunson over Mitchell this season, but maybe that's just me. For what? For the All-Star stuff. I mean, yeah, Mitchell's had a great close. run recently. I, I think it's close. I'd probably lean to Brunson based on the consistency. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't no, be mad. you I can think, argue either I think way. I would vote for Brunson just because he got screwed last year. He should have got it last year, so I'm making sure he'll get it this year. But, like, yeah, I don't, I don't have guy's no thriving in a Thibodeau offense. That's good enough for me. I'll, I'll lean to Brunson in that case. But All right. Well, here we are. I'm not taking Denver on the road here. I'm not either. I like the Knicks. In the yeah. spot, I feel a lot worse though with Hardenstein potentially sitting. I think he will sit. It's an Achilles issue. That's usually a couple games. I don't think they're going to rush him back. Mm-hmm. Jericho Sims is going to get killed in this game so bad, so badly. Like I'm trying to think of how Sims doesn't either end up in foul trouble or just struggles entirely. He looked good against the Nets though. Had a decent amount of blocks mm-hmm. early. I think he had four blocks in the first half. But I do think the under is my favorite play in this game. I got it at two twenty four and a half overnight. Both teams defensively have been very good, and the pace has been non-existent. I believe in the last 10 games, Denver is uh, 25th in pace, and the Knicks are 23rd. So I expect to see a pretty slow half-court style of play for both teams in this game. But I do think Denver on the road, once again, they are a team that's been winning recently, but they didn't cover against – they, did they cover against Indiana? I don't think they did uh, when Jokic hit that dagger three, but they let a team with no Halliburton hang around – I think the Knicks are good enough with this crowd atmosphere to get the job done here. I'm going to lean to the Knicks on the money line. I think it's a close game, ugly game, but I will lean to the Knicks to get it done. That Indiana game was a push. <laughs> it was a push. Okay. It, it was a graded as a push, but depending on where you got the line, some people like same thing as Minnesota Washington yesterday. Some people got win, some people got lost, but for the most part, it was a push. I, I mean. You didn't get up against Washington. 
<laughs> you didn't get up against Philly. You only got up against Boston on this road trip, to be honest. Last game, getting ready to head back. I, I'm, I'm back in the Knicks here, man. I think that the defense with OG and Obi, this go-round playing against this Denver Nuggets team, I think they're going to throw different looks at them. I think they're going to throw – and maybe they just, you know, concede to, hey, Jokic is going to do majority of the scoring. That's it. We're just going to let Jokic be able to go get his, and then we're going to stop everybody else and slow everybody else down. And we have the defenders that are able to do that. Uh, I would really like Hartenstein playing this game just to help on the glass a little bit, but we'll see. Other than that, Knicks team actually been pretty competent against this Denver Nuggets team in the past. I'll take that chance. I like the Knicks plus two and a half here to get it done. Sprinkle on the money line. This is a good spot for the Knicks and Denver sluggish. I think they're looking to get back home. When you say and they're not good on the road. Line. Like at the end of the day, they're not good. Well, not really sprinkle on the money line. But well, like, I was going to say, if you say that, does that mean you actually expect it to land one or two or you actually do like the money line? But you No, no. I like the money line play. No, I like the money line play. I mean, I, I would still take plus two and a half because, you know, some weird things be happening. But, like, play a little on two and a half, play the money line, or just play the money line, whatever you, however you figure. But Knicks 11, 7, and 1 at home. Denver 8, 15, and 1 on the road. I'm just not. I'm I'm really just fading road Denver. Denver's really not even that good as a favorite. I don't even think they're above 500 as a favorite. I don't think they're above 500 ATS, actually. That wouldn't shock me because, in general, the road numbers are going to take it down dramatically. Yeah, no, they're running a bunch of points. So yeah, yeah, they're not they're not good like as a favorite. They're not good ATS overall. I think this is a good spot for the Knicks just to kind of prove themselves too. Like this is a perfect chance for them to prove themselves that they're one of the best teams in the league uh, by being able to knock off one of the best teams in the league. So yeah, a part of me wants to go to this game, even though I've seen Jokic play twice in the last two years, and even though I'm not a Knicks fan, it would be a good game to go to in general. Yeah. I think it's a good one. I think so. You should know. Where are we at? Boston Celtics on the road going to play the Miami Heat. This line opened up minus five and a half. And as I thought last night, it's up to minus seven and a half. 224 and a half is the total injury report here for these two teams. And I got for the Boston Celtics. Chris Jasperzingis is not on the injury report. O'Shea Brissett is not on the injury report. Both of them should be playing in the game today. Well, we'll see if Brissett ends up getting in. For the Miami Heat, they're coming off a of back-to-back. Uh, probably no Hawkins Jr. Mm, I don't know about Kevin Love, but Hawkins Jr., I'm pretty sure Are we sure still in the league, ready. Kevin Love? He's still in the league? Cool. Yep. Officially, yeah. I, I got to give right. props. He lasted longer in Miami than Kyle Lowry did. So, <laughs> Kevin Love's still hanging. We there. have the Miami Heat, who are 1-3-1 and ATS on the road. Not on the road, but on no rest this season. One three and one. I, feel I, like I, know I, I knew what I was doing. Go, I knew what I was doing when they lost the game outright. I knew what I was doing when they lost the game outright. This is when everybody gets pissed off at Miami because they lost outright to a team that they should never lost to, and then nobody's backing them, and then they they go into a game that nobody thinks they're going to win, and they win. There's probably going to be some outs on Miami. There's probably going to be some one or two players that are going to be ruled out before this game. And the line's probably going to grow again. And Miami's going to find a way to cover slash win. <laughs> like, that's what happens. You just – Miami at home. I'm, I'm not – there's nothing else to talk about this. Miami at home as a dog. I'm taking them plus seven and a half. I wish I can go back in time so I knew that the Heat were playing the Celtics on Thursday so I could have slammed a bunch of money on Grizzlies' money line. I like them to cover. I wish I knew that they were playing the Celtics the day after. That's just on me. I just didn't do enough research on that. That was a slam dunk spot for Memphis anyway but especially 
uh, with the uh, game on deck against the Celtics. I think I'm going to agree with you. If Boston wins this game by 15, I wouldn't be shocked either because Miami right now is not playing good basketball. But I've seen this too many times. I, I mean, I've seen it from Miami too many times. They just no-show a game against a bad team. They look ahead. You think the team sucks, and they show up, and the game's close. Like, I've seen it too many times. Plus, you get Spolstra against Missoula, which is always a fun time if you're going to be getting 7.5. I'm not laying 7.5 with Boston on the road. Of course, they're a good road team. They're, they've lost one home game. I'd rather lay this number with them at home, but I'll lean to Miami. For pride purposes, I'm hoping that they overlooked the Grizzlies last night, and they're going to show up for this game. I think the Celtics win by, like, four. Give me a close game. I'll lean to Miami. Such a Miami script. Such a Miami script. Lose to the Grizzlies, who have nobody playing the day before. Play a full-strength Boston team. and Is keep Miami cooked? Is Jimmy Butler done for? And then they just find a way to like keep this game close against yep. Boston, and then nobody cares. One hundred percent, it happens every time. And this is on national TV. Come on, guys. All right. Uh, I don't know if he was able to see this because he's actually on Twitter. But Reverend Father Uncle Ruckus, <laughs> such a funny name, uh, on Twitter asking what does ATS mean against the spread? Against the spread, that is what that means. All right. Player props. Well, totals at two twenty four and a half. Ah, uh, it's it's really tricky though, because if you think Miami's going to actually cover, is that suit a higher scoring game or a lower scoring game? Under, and you just hope that Missoula's offense self destructs in the fourth quarter again. Like, is that is that the Miami's end? defense has been really good? Their defense and the really offense could be hit or miss. So probably, yeah, under. that's really what it is. Is I mean, look at how the game went last night. 105, 196 yeah. loss to Memphis. You put up ninety six points on Memphis. Granted, Memphis defense is like very underrated because of all the outs they have. But, I mean, 96, 87, 108, 97, yeah. 95. There's a couple ways to get there. Because even if what? Miami is – Wait, hold on, hold on. These sound yeah. like the 90s scores. Is this really what Miami's been scoring the past five games? 96, 87, 108, 90 – what? <laughs> the Nets game went to overtime, over? by the way. The Nets game went to overtime, so they actually had less points in that Nets game. So, how do you have an over? No, no I, this, I yeah, think you have to no go under. A yeah. couple ways to get there, too, because if we're wrong and Boston kills them, then Miami's still not going to break 100. So, there's a couple ways to get this under. Yeah, I'm all over under here. No way. When's the last time they went two and eight last 10 games to the under? Well, to the over. So, eight and two to the under, seven and three to the under for the Boston Celtics in the past. Yeah. I'm not I'm not backing this Miami team to score. I didn't realize that it, the scoring was that bad. I thought these games were spread out a little bit more. I didn't realize these are five straight games in a row that they're struggling to get to 100 points. All right. I'll tell you right Fair now, props. by the way, if the uh, documentary focuses on Jimmy Butler in the regular season, it's going to be the worst documentary segment you've ever seen because even when he plays, he can barely – what, he scored 15 against the Grizzlies? 13? Like, but, but you gotta play a nap well. There. Do you gotta play well to have a good documentary? Because I watched the golf one on Netflix, and there's what's that one guy's name that thinks he's the worst golfer in the freaking world, but he's on the PGA tour. Uh, is it Joel? Is Joel something? Is it Domin? Yeah, yeah. He thinks he's the worst golfer in the freaking world. And that whole little documentary was just him talking about how much he freaking sucks and how bad he was on tour. And then he somewhere somehow, you know, had a good 
a good uh tournament and they were like do you believe you're good at golf now because you're actually really good at golf like you're in the pga tour come yeah, on jimmy bowler's a great personality i get all that but when you're doing a quarterback style documentary mid-season and you're taking naps when you actually do play games you drop less than 20 on a regular basis it's probably not going to be a great showing. They're not going to show much court coverage. I'll put it that way. A lot of behind-the-scenes stuff with Jimmy Butler. Uh, but I do think for this matchup, he better show up for this game. I mean, you know show the game against Memphis. You better show up for this If game. he plays. If he plays. If he plays, yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. Big <laughs> I think that's a, very big, yeah, okay. that's a very right. big if, if he plays. Yeah. What happened <laughs> to finding like, teams for sitting guys on national TV games? What happened with that? I've seen ooh. so many teams sit guys on national TV games. But... Ooh. What happened Hilarious. there? They kind of just that kind of went by the wayside here. I, uh, I, I, it's tricky to find props with Miami because I don't know who the hell is going to show up and play in this game. I guess, I mean, Hero, Hero. I he's probably going to play. Like, Hero. I don't know. That's the easy answer for me. When, when Hakez went out, the easy answer was always Tyler Hero. <laughs> Give me Ben Hakez comes back in blocks uh, under for a game blocks. here. He had okay. six last game, but the Celtics are allowing the fewest blocks per game. Because with Porzingis and Horford, all the centers do is just shoot three-pointers. So they space everybody out. I think Bam's going to have a problem getting blocks in this game. I like the under for blocks with Bam. It's a good sell-high spot, too, because he had six last game. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't really have nothing else. Sacramento Kings on the road going to play the Golden State Warriors. Warriors played last night. Had a very good game. Uh, did a... Uh, Remembrance for the coach that died, got up, they won the game, which I think Kamingo perfect from the field in that game. Mm-hmm. Minus one and a half is where the line opened up for Sacramento. They're currently minus two, 242 and a half is the total there. Injury report here for the Sacramento Kings. And uh, Visikoff is out. We have no Chris Paul, no Gary Payton, no Moses Moody, and we'll see what the Warriors do later today if they end up sending people for this game. But I, I doubt it because they had they had a whole, people, and and they had a week off. Like they had a week yeah. off and they played that game yesterday. So I don't know. I, I doubt they sit people, but you never know. It's the NBA. So you got to pick one, Scott. You have to you have to pick one, either the Kings or the Warriors. I, I like all that's frustrating. Here. Oh, really? I do. Uh, I think it's a good spot. As you said before, they've played one game in about a week. I think emotions will still be running high. They're still at home, so I do think that's going to help out. But I also have to acknowledge the Kings, even though they have, you know, they did win the last game. That was the tournament game where the Warriors blew a 20-point lead in the fourth quarter, I think. Or they were up mm-hmm. by, like, 30. So Golden State has had a lot of success against this team. They have had an issue, once again, blowing games late, but we've seen the Kings have the same issue recently. But the Warriors have kind of owned this team. For the last year and change, especially after what happened in the playoffs last year, uh, with that you know road win by twenty on the uh, in that game seven, I'm going to lean to Golden State. I just think they have Sacramento's number. I'm not going to overreact once again to one choke job by Golden State against this team. The fact remains they were up by twenty and change on the road in the fourth quarter against the Sacramento team. The line feels too short to me. I think the wrong team might be favored here. I'll back Golden State. I think the tragic magic might carry over into another game, at least for the rest of the home trip. But give me the Warriors money line in this game. Four and three is Golden State ATS. Uh, no rest on no rest. Four and three. I, I do not feel as confident as you. I actually don't want to pick a side of this game at all because I, I don't going trust to pick a side one, one way or another. Teams. So I think whoever gets the ball back, the ball last is going to win. So I mean, so you want the points. 
I mean, it's two points. Like, yeah. I guess I'll take the points, but because, yeah, I guess because last person get the ball. Yeah, I, I mean, neither one of these teams are playing defense, man. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how I trust either one to win slash cover when neither one can get a stop at this point. They're both giving up over 40% from three towards the bottom of the league from three. They're both towards the bottom of the league in terms of points per game over the past five games. They're not really – they're not playing anything – any quality basketball defensively. So I guess maybe Golden State gets up defensively more with the Tragic Magic and the head coach, but like I, I really don't. Both of them, both of these teams kind of desperate here. I, I don't I don't like the side. I don't feel good about the side. The only thing that I could go only look I could play in this game and actually bet is that over over 42 and a half because I just think that both of these two teams are going to be able to score and in this rivalry game we've seen these games have really really high totals and be able to score uh, sometimes so uh, yeah I mean what they went over last time out I've seen an under what's this another under over like it's up and down but I think the scoring is going to be a little bit more up in this game and we're going to see uh, the shooting on the full display here so I like the over for 242 and a half. I think that's the play that I would play. And it's a back-to-back. So back-to-back overs have been doing pretty well as well. So I'll go ahead and I'll back the over here for this game. But I really, really can't get there on the side. I I guess I lean Golden State, but I don't like it. I wouldn't, For the I'm side, I'll go it. back to the well. Uh, two mentioned it, but give me each team to trail by 10 and win the game. Yeah. I'm not going to reinvent it. The, every game that these two teams play is back and forth. So just give me both teams. Trail by 10, win the game. And I'll try to collect the plus money price at the end. All right. Like that too. Player props. Uh, I know I know Curry's pro, uh, points prop has actually been a bit games. high recently. Uh, he's going under a lot. Uh, but I am trying to think of which angle I want to go. I kind of, a part of me is, is tempted by Fox unders, but I do think he can play well against Golden State. But true, this Fox has really not been good for the last month. And I am wondering if he's going to snap out of it. Maybe he will. Uh, I'm taking Keegan over two and a half threes plus okay, one, spot, one plus money for Keegan over two and a half threes. The guy has the ultimate green light on his team. Uh, I can see him coming off pick and roll. If, if they drop is he's shooting. He's gotten the green light to shoot. I told you both Golden State and the Kings towards the bottom of the league over the past five games, giving up over 40% from three, both of them. I think that this is another spot where uh, Keegan Murray will probably be able to shoot from three. I like Keegan Murray and Malik Monk. I'll take Malik Monk threes as well. Both of those plus money. Now, Monk, I like in general. I think Monk points is worth a look in this one. I am wondering if I want to actually go with a Sabonis under potentially in this game, but I would just want to see mm-hmm. his stats against Golden State this season. Uh, I mean, last game he had nine points, eight rebounds, ten assists, uh, twenty-three points the game prior. I mean, he's going to hover around a triple double. Uh, the rebounds have been good, but this year not as much as they have been. Uh, so I do think once again with Draymond being back in the lineup, we know that Looney has given Sabonis problems in the past. I kind of am wondering if I want a Sabonis under for points here. It's at twenty and a half. He has gone under in uh, not including the playoff games. He's gone under this number in four of the last six. I think twenty and a half might be a little bit high for Sabonis. I might lean to the under on some bonus points in this game. Let's see here. Golden State is 11th in points inside the paint over the past five games. So pretty good numbers there. That would back your Sabonis under because that's where he does all of his work inside the paint. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Next game on the slate. We have last game on the slate. Chicago Bulls 
going up against the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers open up minus five and a half, currently minus four and a half, 228 and a half is total injury report here for these two teams. And we have Patrick Williams, probable, no Zach Levine, no Tory Craig. Just take Lonzo's name off, guys. Stop making me look at that. And for the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James, questionable. Anthony Davis, questionable. Cam Reddish out. No gay Vincent. I can see this going either way, to be honest. Jeff, like, that was wild. <laughs> um, Chicago normally plays themselves. Yeah. They won the first meeting. They did blow a 27 point lead to Phoenix, but they were also leading by 20 plus points in the second half against Phoenix. So you can make an argument that Chicago's actually been pretty good. They won four of the last five. Yeah. I didn't know that. Lakers punted the last game against the Clippers. So I'm assuming that LeBron's going to play because he sat against that against the Clippers. So he's probably back in the lineup. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want to lay four and a half. Simply put, the Bulls might blow games late, but at least they keep games close. I think it, the Lakers really don't win easily that often. And I think Chicago mm-hmm. can hang in there. I'll go back to Kobe White props. Levine being out, no reason to reinvent the wheel. He was very good against Phoenix in the last game. Mm-hmm. So I think that Kobe White PRA might be worth a look in this game. But I'm going to lean to the Bulls. Both these teams, we don't exactly think are that good. The Lakers are better. But I don't want to lay points with this team. I'll lean to Chicago, but I do like Kobe White props. I think that I can't lay points with the Lakers because Chicago's defense has just been so good. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because of the level of competition that they played. I mean, they do have... You know, 96 points against Memphis there in the past five games. That's probably really, really dragging that total down. But, I mean, Toronto, 110. The Cavs, even in a loss, 109 for a Cavs team that's been playing really, really well. That Phoenix, you know, they they, they really had Phoenix dead to rights, man. Like, yeah. defensively, they had Phoenix dead to rights. That's a Rosen offensive quarter. foul was bullshit, by the way. They should have won the game. That was a bunch of garbage. Yeah, but. yeah so... Lakers, 23rd in points inside of the paint. Oh, defense, points per game. They're sitting here at 16. Decent, not really bad. Was from three. Uh, better numbers from three. In, in terms of defense, better numbers from three. Chicago's defending three. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I'll, I'll take the points with Chicago. But should this game, the, the total... Has gone up from 223 to 228 and a half. Is this going over that? Uh, that's what they're suggesting. I don't know if I agree with that, but that's what they assume is going to happen. I, I mean, I, Lakers, the, Lakers home team, pace is going to be on the Lakers side, uh, probably seventh in pace in terms of the last five games, 17th for the Chicago Bulls. I, I don't know if I agree with that line moment. I don't know if I agree with that either. I probably would lean to the under, but eh, maybe the Lakers run. Who knows? Are you expecting Anthony Davis to have a monster game because it's against Chicago? Three to last five gone under for the Bulls. The last three games straight have gone over for the Lakers. Maybe that's what it is. And I mean, Lakers have had some really high totals, but this Chicago team plays them really tough. If Chicago impose their will defensively, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I'm I'm going under. I'm going under 228.5 in this one. Is the Under 228.5, and I'm taking... Huh? Is the oh, Rosen yeah. auditioning for the Lakers? 100%. Well, probably not. 
it, it really it really should be Zach. But <laughs> I didn't say he was going to get traded. I'm just wondering if DeRozan tries to, you know, make an impression on the Lakers front office to maybe make a little move. You know, got he's back at the crib. Probably gonna be some family at the game, stuff like that. I can always talk myself into somebody coming home and having a really good game. We talked about it with Nas Reed earlier. Yeah. Well, and the uh, question mark for uh, Anthony Davis as well. A little bit concerning, slightly concerning. I like Kobe White RA at ten and a half, uh, which I think is way too low. He was one assist away from a triple double last game. Like Kobe White's been yep. very good with Levine being out because the ball's in his hands all the time. But mm-hmm. I think you're looking at once again his games against the Lakers. He has gone over this number in three straight. Had seven point, had seven rebounds, five assists in the in the first minute of the season. Dating back to last year, had eleven with an, uh, nine assists in there, and he had thirteen. So he's gone over this number in three straight against the Lakers. And based on the total movement, you might see more points than we think there's going to be. Give me Kobe White over for P for uh, RA at ten and a half. All right, I like Kobe White today as well. Uh, dang, kind of stole my player. I was really prepared to talk about. I was prepared to talk about Kobe White too, but you kind of hit on everything I want to hit on. Um, I was going to take a PRA though. I like. I mentioned RA. that earlier, but I saw the RA itself is very solid, so I'll just stick with the RA. Is there a world like where DeRozan just ball hogs in California and just takes like thirty something? Sh- like I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'll take the RA. I think I like Vucevic today. Why do I feel like I played Vucevic against the Lakers and cash big one time? Oh, against the Lakers. I feel, I feel like I played him against the Lakers once. I'll look up his game log against the Lakers. Um, let me just see. Is there anything recent that I would have? Oh, it must have been. It must have been that twenty-nine and twelve game. It had yeah. to be that game. It had to be because he doesn't have anything else that was any recent. Yeah, it had to be that. Unless you had the rebounds or something, because he's had. But it was because it was the game before the game before I had him, and he got ejected, and I was pissed. Played him again after, and then it cashed. So I may. I'm not there yet. I may go with Michigan. Not there yet. I'm actually kind of. I'm actually kind of been trying to talk myself into betting Andre Drummond coming off the bench recently. Because I feel like he's a trade candidate. I, did Andre you hear? Uh, no, yeah, and so they said, but they said that the Lakers are interested in trading for Drummond as like an <laughs> as like an option for Jokic in the playoffs. <laughs> good luck, good luck with that. But you know, <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe like to battle him on the boards. I hope they don't be defensively, but like. I guess, I mean, to, to challenge him and not let him just get a bunch of easy rebounds. But I thought that was funny that I saw that pop up somewhere that they were talking. There was uh, reportedly, uh, allegedly, the Lakers are interested in Andre Jumman. Aren't they rumored to get everybody? Aspect. Yeah. Name one player the Lakers have not been rumored to get at some point. They're rumored to get everybody. Zach, DeJounte, uh Oh, no, there was no OG rumors out there. There we go. There's one. Okay. There was no OG rumors out there. That counts. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead. Yeah, I don't really got nothing much for that game. I actually really. The really only thing I remember Drummond for, by the way, on the Lakers was him mimicking LeBron's post move, and they didn't win a playoff game after that. That's the only thing I remember from his entire time with the Lakers. <laughs> was mimicking LeBron, and they got their ass kicked by Phoenix. That's the only thing I remember from his time in, in L.A. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Lock, dog, underdog lineup. Former lock. Miami plus eight. 
because the line went up. Okay. For sure. Miami plus eight. For my dog, let's do a, let's do a same game parlay with King Brunson. He's got to have a good game after the uh, Candace Parker. He's Candace at 30 Parker. and what? Four straight? Five straight? And then uh, I think it was something like she said that Brunson didn't show up, show up in the playoffs. I really think that she accidentally said Brunson, and she really meant to say Julius Randle. Uh, I think <laughs> she said that he was very good in the first round and was very bad in the second round. I think that's what she said. And then he and averaged like 30 points. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Randle was terrible Randall. in that Miami series. Well, no, she couldn't have been talking about Randle because Randle was bad in every round. So she couldn't have been talking about Randle. All right. 30 and a win for Brunson? What does that pay? Like 260. Okay. Kind of want a little bit more. Kind of want that to be like firmly in three. Mm, who's really going to stop him, though? Like, to be honest, maybe KCP kind of disrupts, but nah, nobody's going to stop him, man. This is Brunson's having a crazy year. Yeah, give me Brunson 30 and a win plus 260. All right, uh, so for my lock on the show, I think I actually am going to go back to the last game we talked about. Give me Kobe White RA at a 10 and a half. I'll take the over. He's been really good, just simply put. He's gone over this number in three straight against the Lakers. He had almost had a triple-double last game. We've mentioned this time and time again with Levine out of the lineup, back Kobe White, and RA at 10 and a half is way too low. I'll take the over there. Uh, let me just quickly see what the best price is for that. Uh, I remember being like, I think it was minus 120, I think. Yeah, minus 120 is the line. So give me the over. He's gone over that number in seven of the last 10 as well. Uh, so that's going to be my lock. For my dog, I think I might just go with the most basic thing you possibly think of. I'm looking at Embiid 35 and a win. Uh, if I could just see what that'll pay out. Mm-hmm. I, I might just go to it, honestly. Like I don't think Indiana's going to win the game. Uh, but I do think that, once again, Philly's going to get the job done here. Not, it's not a big enough price, though. Uh, I might. Do I want to go for 40? Do I want to tempt fate and go for 40? Uh, let me just yeah. quickly. Sorry, I'm just right, Who's going to stop him? Like, who's going to stop him? Be for real. Yeah, I know. But the problem is I can get 36 and a half and a money line at, like, plus. You know what? No, why am I going with the money line? I can probably just take a spread if I want to. Um, I think I'll do that instead. Uh, I'm going to go with Philly. Uh, to get the job done, I'll take a minus two and a half in a same game parlay, and I'll parlay that with Embiid to go for over 36 and a half points. He had 70 last game. Indiana, I said before, isn't great at actually forcing assists, so I do think they're going to let Embiid get his. But simply put, you're looking at a guy against the team that's allowing the most points in the paint in the entire league by a pretty decent margin, and I don't think that Indiana can do anything about it. So I think that Embiid will have a nice encore. He's not going to drop 70, maybe 40, but he's gone over 35 in each of the first two meetings this season. And I think that is good enough for me. If I do take Philly uh, minus the two and a half and I throw in Embiid for 35 plus, that pays out at, sorry, just pulling it up. Yeah, it's about uh, plus 140, give or take. That's good enough for me. Uh, So I'll take that. Give me the Sixers minus two and a half and Embiid uh, 36 and a half points over. And that pays out at about plus 140. All right. JR, aren't you in Canada? I feel like anybody in Canada can't call LeBron LeBarbie. LeBron owns Canada like the entire It sounds better than LeBoppenheimer. So I guess you got to go with (laughs) LeBarbie. 
All right, man. Underdog lineup. I got Kobe White higher, 11 and a half points and rebounds. Not points and rebounds, rebounds and assists. I'm sorry. 11. So higher than 11 uh, rebounds and assists. I have Jalen Brunson higher, 28 and a half points, and Joel Embiid higher, 36 and a half points. That's fine with Sounds that. good. All right. Yeah, there we good. go. Six to one for the underdog lineup. $50 gets you $300 on that lineup. Make sure you use that promo code SGPN to get 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Scott, anything else for people before we get up out of here? No, not really. Once again, hopefully Embiid goes nuts. Uh, hopefully that parlay cashes, but let's go Kobe White. And uh, yeah, let's have some fun. All right. For Although we got the NFL people. show. We got the AFC title game coming yeah. up. Yeah, we we'll do that tonight. That. Yeah. yeah, we'll do that tonight. And I got tennis in about two hours for a live stream. So there you go. Make sure you tap in live on YouTube for Scott and the Tennis Gambling Podcast. 73 people in the video right now. Let's get likes in the YouTube, youtube.com slash NBA Gambling Podcast. If you're not on there now and for everybody that's on there via podcast version, five-star rating and review, please, 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 please. Five-star rating review. Other than that. I have nothing else to say. Nothing else to do. No other way of any podcast. Just going to like this. LeBron James owns the Raptors. We're out here. Basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to.